Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. On yesterday, we started with Psalm 91 verses 1 through 4, talking about where is God in the broken places. And today we're going to continue through Psalm 91, going through verses 5 through 8. If you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, you don't have to listen to these in order, but I definitely would recommend listening to all of this week's podcasts. I think they'll really be a blessing for you. I know that they're blessing me. (laughs) So verses 5 through 8. You need not fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day or the plagues that strike in the dark or the evils that kill in daylight. A thousand may fall dead beside you, ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked are punished. So as I was praying about what we were going to do this week, and as I was, if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast, I was, as I was wrestling with God with lots of tears and frustration, I was thinking about how when we're in the broken places, um, sometimes it's hard to see God. And so we need to be very strategic, not to let the enemy win the battle. (laughs) We know that God's already won the war and that we have victory in Jesus. And so we need to be very strategic in that if we're not seeing God in the midst of it, if we're, if we're finding ourselves asking God, where are you? I don't see you. Then we can go to these verses and we can remember that God has made us promises throughout all of Psalm 91, which is what we're talking about this week. And God has made us promises in multiple different areas and ways throughout the psalm. So when it starts in verse 5, you need not fear any dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day or the plagues that strike in the dark or the evils that kill in daylight. I think about how it's really easy to be afraid of things, right? Um, The fears and any dangers at night. I think about little kids when they're afraid of monsters, right? Um, There's nothing there. I don't know about you, but I... um, I had a closet in my room when I was a kid and there were times where I had to like put something in front of it (laughs) when I was little. Um, And it's like, even when I was old enough that my rational brain knew there was no room in my closet for anything to fit in there because my closet was just jam-packed with stuff. It was a very small closet in my defense. (laughs) Um, Even though I knew there was rationally no way like someone could hide in there or anything could be in there, I still had this like, I I don't want to call it an irrational fear, but I guess it was an irrational fear. It really was. I had an irrational fear, because it wasn't based on any truth or reality, um, that something could still come out of my closet and get me. And honestly, the closet wasn't even my biggest issue. Under the bed was a way bigger issue. And I talked to someone one time as a grown-up, and they said to me as a (laughs) grown-up, they said, yeah, there are times I still feel like I want to stand in the middle of the room and jump into the bed because I don't want to get near because whatever's under the bed can grab my ankles. And I loved that confession because I feel like there are times when we're just so jumpy and it's because it's dark. We fear things in the dark because we cannot see. It's just natural. It's natural to get jumpy and be afraid when we can't see. Think about um, like racehorses. They put the blinders on the sides of their eyes to focus them on only looking forward. But for some racehorses, it freaks them out. They can't handle the fact that they can't see as well as they should be able to see. And they have to get used to that. You can't train a racehorse to race in a race and 
not have it practice with the blinders. Like the first time you race that horse cannot be the first time you put blinders on it because they will freak out. We can't handle not being able to see. Um, You know, people ask all the time, if you had to lose um, one of the five senses, which one would you absolutely not want to use? And so often people say sight. Because they say, like, I could still function if I couldn't hear. I could still function if I couldn't smell. I could still function if I couldn't taste. And I guess I could still function if I couldn't, like, feel the touch of things. Um, And that's what people say to me all the time. But, because we use it as an icebreaker. (laughs) But this idea of not being able to see is really, really stressful for people. And so when we feel like we're in a dark place and things, bad things are happening to us, and by dark place... I don't necessarily just mean like physically dark. I mean like spiritually dark, emotionally dark, um, just circumstantially dark. And we feel that we can't see God in that place because we're suffering. I want to remind us that God is with us in the broken places. And if we can't see it in the moment, he's going to reveal it to us. When we look back, we'll be able to see that he was with us the entire time. So I want to pause and I want us to reflect on when is a time in your life when you couldn't see God in the midst of the situation, but when you were when you got through it and you looked back over it, you could see God everywhere. We'll be right back. So I don't know about you, but when I look back on trials and tribulations in my life and I'm like, I remember um, not being able to see God in those situations. And then I look back and I see the miracles that he worked out. And it's mind-boggling to me. And I'm trying to think of really, really positive examples. Um, I don't mean positive, like really, really strong examples. Um, and all the ones that are popping in my head are hilariously not the best examples. But I'm going to go with what I feel like the Holy Spirit is giving me. So, when I was younger, <laughs> I had some boyfriends that like along the way, (laughs) this is so embarrassing, (sighs) I had some boyfriends that I was absolutely convinced I was going to marry. And I feel like that's, for a lot of young girls, um, that's a very natural, normal, maybe not natural isn't the right word, and I know normal is something we're not supposed to say, but it's, you know, there are lots of little girls that are waiting for their Prince Charming, right? And so then they think that every frog that comes along is that Prince Charming. So I had a lot of frogs, no offense if any of them are out there listening, and... (laughs) Um, I had some um, boyfriends at the time when I was young. I was absolutely convinced that was the person that I was going to marry and spend the rest of my life with. And some of them weren't frogs. They just weren't the person God had for me. So I want to clarify that if they are out there listening. Um, Just because you're my ex-boyfriend doesn't make you a frog. But anyway, there were times where there were breakups that devastated me. And I couldn't understand... Um, Even if I was doing the breaking up, I couldn't understand what I was so convinced that was going to be the one. And then I like looked back over my life and I reflected and now I see the man that God had for me and the marriage that we have. And I'm in awe of how God was protecting me all along from um, not getting myself into a marriage that wasn't what he had for me. So in the moment, it seemed like I was being punished or bad things were happening Um, But then when I looked back at it, I could see God at work in the whole entire thing. I could even see God at work in how we broke up. I could see God at work for everything. And again, this is multiple people I'm talking about. Um, And it was when I was way younger. So 
It was a horrible example, but that's what I felt the Holy Spirit was giving me. So that's got to be for somebody out there somewhere. (laughs) I did that one by major faith. So when we read these verses about, um, about God, about how we need not fear any dangers at night, verse five, or sudden attacks during the day or the plagues that strike in the dark or the evils that kill in daylight. I want to focus on, we talked a lot about dark, but we haven't talked about daylight, um, and then at verse 7 and 8, A thousand may fall dead beside you, ten thousand all around you, but you will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked are punished. There's so much that goes on in the dark and in daylight. There's evils in daylight too. And I think that a lot of times when the evils happen in the daylight, I think that's when we really condemn ourselves because we're like, how did I not see that coming? How could I have been so stupid? At least that's what I do. I can't speak for you all, but that's what I do. And I think that it's really important for us to recognize that there are situations and there are circumstances that are happening in happening in our lives and they're either there because God is um, using them. Well, let me say this. Even if they're there as a demonic attack, God is still able to use them to work it out for his glory. So that's our ultimate promise from God. So that's why we don't need to fear dangers at night or sudden attacks during the day. It's not saying you're not going to have them. It's saying don't be afraid when they happen. It says, or the plagues that strike in the dark or the evils that kill in daylight. I feel like never in my life could I ever imagine being in the midst of a plague, but here we are, right? With COVID, we're in the midst of a plague. It's been over two years and it kills, right? Daytime and nighttime. And then when it says a thousand may fall dead beside you, 10,000 all around you, but you will not be harmed. You will look and see how the wicked are punished. I always read this um, a couple different ways. One, I think of it as like you're um, a soldier in a battle in an army. And even though all the other soldiers are are falling all around you, you're going to be okay. And we hear stories that, right? Like we hear stories in war that like everybody ended up getting killed and this one person survived the battle. Um, but then it says you will look and see how the wicked are punished. And I think about how every single one of us is in a battle. We're in a spiritual battle every second of our lives. And I pray that my saying that does not overwhelm you or stress you out because it shouldn't. It shouldn't. It feels like it might, <laughs> but it shouldn't because God is the commander of, of our army, of those of us who um, have a relationship with Jesus Christ, who are bought by his blood. We are redeemed. And so we don't need to be afraid of this battle that we're in because we have the victory. No matter what happens to us here on earth, we're going to have eternal life with God. And we're going to be blessed and rewarded for whatever we're doing that God is calling us to do. And so I want to be really clear that this is not promising us an easy life. It's just promising us that we don't need to feel abandoned or discouraged when all these bad things are happening around us or happening to us. And we, and when we feel like we can't see God in the broken places, we can see. Verse 8, you will look and see how the wicked are punished. You might not see God in the moment, but you will see God when it's over and you look at everything afterwards because again a thousand may fall dead beside you ten thousand all around you but you will not be harmed you will look and see how the wicked are punished that means you're if you can't see it while it's happening you're gonna see it afterwards so don't stress when you don't when you feel like you don't see god working in the broken places he is working he is working you might not see him because it's dark you might not see him 
Because God is light and you can't see light in the light, right? Like if you have a flashlight on and it's daylight and you're shining that flashlight all around outside, you're not going to see the beam of that flashlight. So if God is totally light, then it makes sense to me that we might not see him working in the daylight. And if things are dark, we don't see well in the dark. So we might not see God working in the dark if he's not doing it by showing his bright light. I I could just be so... There's just so much to thank God for. And if you're in a broken place and you're not seeing God, then I would advise you to pause, pray, worship, read his verses in the Bible, especially read Psalm 91, and make a list of things you're grateful for. I know I say this all the time, but it really does help. If you can calm yourself down by making this list, and I don't mean calm down and then make it. Make the list in the middle of your bawling. Make the list in the middle of your screaming. Make the list in the middle of your shaking. Just start making the list. List the things you're grateful for. And when you do that, you're going to start seeing God because you wouldn't have those things that you're grateful for if it weren't for God. I know we're way, way over. I have a bad feeling we're going to be over all week long, but I know that the Lord is pressing and pushing me to say these things to you all because he's pressing and pushing me to say them to myself. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, Thank you for helping us to see you in the broken places, Lord God. Thank you that we can stand on your promises and trust and believe in your holy word, that we will see you in the broken places. Whether we are seeing you in the moment or seeing you afterwards, we're going to see you, Lord God. Help us to see you, Lord God. Help us to be mindful to use our tips and strategies, Lord God. And as we strive to live our holiest hot mess lives, help us to tell others that we will be a blessing to others that all of the trials and tribulations that we are going through that these broken places will be amazing testimonies to bless and encourage others to live their holiest hot mess lives in jesus precious name amen god bless you i pray that this was a blessing for you i pray that you will like share and subscribe and that you'll come back to hear more tips and strategies of how to live your holiest hot mess life god bless